and welcome to the In the Loop podcast series with Circle, also known as the Center for International Relations and Cultural Leadership Exchange here at the University of Washington. My name is Mary Kay and I'm the Student Success Coordinator at Circle. A little bit about Circle, we are here to support international students, connect international and domestic communities, and foster a global Husky environment at the University of Washington. Our podcast, In the Loop, will explore different topics each week, focusing on highlighting student voices and experiences, as well as providing information on UW resources that are available for students. Check out our social media to learn more about the upcoming topics for the quarter. Thanks for being with us today. Let's get started. Today, our topic is connecting with faculty members in science-oriented classes, and we have a special guest joining us, Dr. Zhao Song Li, Professor of Chemistry here at the university. He's with us today to talk about connecting to professors and succeeding in the upcoming mostly online autumn quarter. Dr. Lee has just recently been awarded the UW Distinguished Teaching Award. Congratulations for that honor and thank you for joining us. Thank you. Um, for our first question, um, now that you've been through one fully online quarter in spring, what was that like from a professor's perspective? Um, it, it was hard actually, um, because we didn't have much time to prepare for um, a completely new teaching style, teaching format of the spring quarter. But I think we all um, got through it. Um, it was very hard to engage students, that's one thing, and because you know, we are doing everything online over Zoom, and there is no instant feedback um, so when I, I like make I like to make um, jokes. I like making jokes during classes, but there's no uh, feedbacks, responses from students. It's very hard to get uh, motivated to continue to, to be creative during the, during the, um, the lecture. Um, but you know, one of the things we learn is um, no matter how hard it is, and we have to try harder, to make um, to make sure that we have um, we utilize all the different approaches to engage students. One of the things I did is um, I tried to ask um, questions during the tutorials and give students some time to to think about it. Um, and by 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 going by asking questions and um, and I was able to create some um, interact interactive environment during the tutorials. Um, that actually one, that worked out very well, and I was surprised that a lot of students actually responded to the to the questions over Zoom. Um, that's one approach we we um, I used. Um, unfortunately, um, all the teaching philosophies and teaching approaches, you know, um, I and actually also my colleagues we developed over the years have to be abandoned, and we have to revisit all the philosophies and different approaches to teach online classes. And our, um, for example, the uh, in um, the exam format it was pretty challenging because you know you, it's impossible to give exams um, it, it, in person, right? That was impossible. So we have to figure out how to do the exams or quizzes over internet. Uh, and one of the things we used is you know we use a canvas to to do the, the to, to do the quizzes, and um, we have to use uh, some. My colleagues use um, other. Uh, other online resources to give quizzes, and but they all have their pros and cons. Uh, we managed to get through this quarter, um, get, get through the sp uh, spring quarter by uh, doing everything online, including labs. 
Um, in the end, I think the student really exceeded my expectation and I was really, I was pleasantly surprised and I thought in this going to be a disaster quarter that um, the student would do poorly in a 100% in online format. And it turns out the students were really resilient. Um, this actually it turns out, I think that's, a, uh, it was one of the best um, um, class I ever had and the student greatly exceeded my expectation. They did very well and um, the, the, the quizzes and exams were, were, were very hard and they did much better than I expected. So I think this, is, this credit um, should go to the students who, uh, who were with me, who were very resilient and uh, worked with me throughout this challenging quarter. Thank you for sharing your own experience. It sounds like the quarter was challenging for professors as well as students. It's really reassuring to hear that your students did well in the online class environment. We know that reaching out to professors is an important part of students' success in online learning. Could you share some of your suggestions for students about connecting with their professors during this time? Um, it is important to, uh, for students to um, feel free to reach out to professors. That being said, that depends on the size of classes, right? Um, um, we, um, for example, in chemistry department, we have classes, um, um, we have classes of 300 to 500 students. And it's, uh, it's very hard for a professor to answer all questions by emails. Um, just imagine every student sending email every day, that's, um, you know, my inbox will be exploded. So um, it depends on the size of class, um, if it's a small class, and um, I think students should always feel free to reach out to the professor. And, um, and if it's a big class, I think the best approach is to, to um, email, to reach out to TA first, teaching assistant first. And TA is, is, is a great resource. And TA is the, um, you know, TA represent and the, 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 the represent professor in the classroom setting. Um, I think the best for large classes, I definitely highly recommend students to reach out to TAs first. And TA usually, if, if um, there are questions TA can answer, TA will immediately answer. Um, if a question that um, a TA cannot answer, TA usually, a TA usually forwards the, um, the email or the questions to the professor and that'll, that'll get professor's attention. So professor will answer the question sometimes directly back to the student. So I think, you know, the, the all students should feel free to reach out to TAs and the professors. Um, and that th that's a really good, um, it's very important to know. Over the years, I, um, I realized, you know, a lot of students are, don't feel comfortable about doing this and they tend to work out a problem on their own. This is not necessarily a good thing because sometimes, you know, you, you spend a lot of time working out a problem and you already think that's the right approach to solve that problem. Um, but oftentimes in, in, um, in college, it's not just about whether or not you know how to solve the problem. It's really about how well you know, how efficient you can solve the problem. Sometimes reaching out to TA and a professor, they will teach you a better way or probably a more inspiring way to, 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 to approach the problem, to approaching the problem. So um, there are a lot of advantages um, um, for reaching out to professor and to TA for, a challenging, for challenging problems. Okay, thank you. Great idea to reach out to the TAs first in the large classrooms. Any tips you might give on the writing of the email or the, uh, how to address the email? Um, do you notice a difference if students 
aren't using their UW email, things like logistical things about contacting? The I think this is a, a great question. A couple of things to it. Um, one, you know, from professor's perspective, um, when I receive a student email, um, I want to be addressed properly. Like, uh, I know a lot of students tend to write email in a, in a pretty short format and start with a, hey, can you help me here? I, I, I don't think that's a right way to address professor or TAs. And, and in fact, as some of my colleagues you know, in the past had a rule that you know, if a student does not address uh, um, um, professor properly and, and the email won't be answered. You know, this is just a joke, but you know, that, that, uh, that's, um, there's a lot to it. And I think that to, for students who feel intimidated by professors or students who um, would like to get help from professors or TAs, I think to, the, the very first thing to do is to write email and start, uh, start with uh, a prop and, and start by properly addressing um, the professor and the TAs, you know, uh, Professor Lee or um, Dr. Lee and or for TA, the Ms. Um, Lee. And, and you can, and this is the right thing to get, so just start a conversation. Um, and also the, uh, and to get to know, um, uh, I know some students um, are really intimidated by, by you know, emailing professors and don't because you know, we're here to help, right? Um, and we, once you initiate a conversation properly and this, you know, professor will answer the questions. And um, I think the, 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 another tip I can give is, you know, when you email professor, for example, for the first time, it's better to introduce yourself a little bit. For example, for example, you can say, you know, dear Professor Lee, I'm, you know, I'm a student in your class in a section, blah, 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 <laughs> uh, something like that. And so, and uh, for me, immediately, I know who you are. And if I, if I, and I can also go to the database, look at what, what your progress right now, you know, how, how, how you're doing in class. I do this regularly when a student reach out to me, if I can find out who this student is, if I can spot out some, you know, um, uh, uh, um, you know, unusual um, situation. For example, if I see a student um, is not doing so well in the, in um, in the exam, but do, in the student is doing very well in the, um, the homework set, and I I would find out a way to, to reach out to the student, talk to the student, and understand how the student, you know, why student struggles in the exam setting, and give students some tips. So, uh, you know, this is. Um, uh, an idea that um, basically this the, what, what, what I mean to say that you know um, when you reach out to the professor try to uh, make um, personal connections and by you know addressing the professor properly and also but you know uh, by introducing yourself in the very first email. Oh, great great tips thank you. So um, just to follow up a little bit you said if a student is intimidated by the idea of contacting you just try to push yourself past that mm -hmm. and just do it. Yeah. Right. Another thing I think I want to add is, um, uh, and I, I give this tip to a lot of students in the past, um, try to ask questions in class. And this is actually a very good way to, to get through um, this and this barrier and you can ask questions don't feel you know don't some students feel embarrassed you know about asking questions and they always think oh maybe i'm asking a stupid question trust me there's no stupid question um and there are all questions are good 
because you, you, for me, you know, as a professor, when students asking questions, I, I, I really appreciate it because I know student, this student is listening to my class carefully and thinking about you know, what I'm teaching. Even if the question is, even if the question is, um, is, is very fundamental and um, well, even if the question is something I covered, um, I'm okay and I, I'm happy to revisit this question because that simply means I didn't explain it well. That help, that asking questions helps me um, reposition myself in terms of what I need to teach, how I should teach. So this is uh, to get over the barrier. Um, and this is all good, good for the student to get over the barrier, you know, of um, being intimidated by professor. Asking questions, get to know each other so that, you know, when a student asks questions, um, and I immediately, I, I, um, the student, I, I know immediately I know to the student and, um, and when a student asks a second question and I start building connections with the student and um, then it's a lot easier for the student to approach the professor after that. Great, thank you. There are a lot of students who will be taking classes from a different time zone than Seattle coming up in autumn quarter and also, as well as spring quarter, this past spring quarter. Uh, do you have any recommendations for students who are in their home country and are, are taking their classes um, in what is the middle of the night in their, um, in their time zone? Um, yeah, um, this is actually very hard. Um, in, in, even in spring quarter, I had a lot of students um, taking, the taking my um, Gen Chem class from Europe, from Asia, um, it's very challenging to, um, from professor perspective, it's very challenging to manage a class at a different time zone. Um, so the, the recommendation I give to students is, um, um, it's very important to have well-defined study schedule, um, especially if you are in a different time zone. And you wanna make sure you, know, you, you don't mess up your study schedule. You know when the class is on, when the synchronous class is, is, is on, uh, when the exam is, uh, because of all the exams and quizzes are likely to be synchronous. Um, you have to know this. And so once you know the, the, the time or the synchronous time, um, synchronous exam, synchronous class, and you can um, make a very good plan in terms of your study habit in the, or, um, or study schedule. Stick to that schedule, don't mess it up. Um, I noticed that in spring quarter, um, the students who um, emailed me um, after the quiz and um, said, you know, they, they forgot about the time, they got up late, um, or, you know, it was um, the, the, the time zone change, um, the, they didn't realize and that was synchronous. And read the syllabus very, very carefully and pay attention to what, when the time, when the quiz is, when the synchronous classes, when the synchronous lab is, and you stick to the schedule. Um, and this is extremely important. And don't, and this is especially important for students in different time zone um, because the, you know, you, your daytime might be the evening here, um, uh, it is li likely your daytime is evening here, and when we have the exam, it might be midnight here. Unfortunately, because, you know, uh, we have to, from from my point of view as a professor, you know, in order for me to manage a class of 300 to 500 people, I have to stick to the schedule. So I cannot make exceptions exemptions for exceptions for students who are in different time time mm -hmm. zone. Um, so same thing for the student in a different time zone. Stick to the schedule. Okay. Okay. Great. So. For your chemistry 142, for example, are some of the lectures 
asynchronous where they are taped or is everything synchronous where the student needs to be there live? So we have both. Um, so the regular lectures are, a, are asynchronous. So um, the, all my lectures were pre-recorded. Um, but during the, the um, scheduled class time, I do synchronous tutorials plus demos. Um, I do um, lab demos um, during tutorials. Those are, tutorials are not um, required for students are not required to be um, at a tutorial um, um, during the class time. I also record, it, record every tutorial and post it online. Uh, but unfortunately, this is, you know, um, in, in spring quarter, it's, it's, it happened to me a couple of times. I forgot, I forgot recording the tutorial. Mm -hmm. So uh, some of the tutorial, you know, didn't get um, posted online. Mm -hmm. And it, so some student missed this, this kind of, um, missed the mm -hmm. synchronous tutorial. Um, um, and also um, the, the, the lectures um, also has this um, quiz, a weekly quiz. And the weekly quiz is synchronous, and every student, every student has to be online taking quiz at the same time. Uh, no matter where you are in the world, you have to be there. So I have asynchronous lecture, synchronous tutorial, and asynchronous um, quizzes. Follow up on that, on the labs. Labs are typically hands-on. How are you, how do you handle the labs with the online? experience yeah that's actually the, the the most challenging thing to 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 plan um, 142 Gencam um, has pretty big lab component what we did is um, we did um, online labs it's a uh, it's more of a, a demo plus discussion of um, the discussion of lab procedure um, so TAs we, we train TAs to lead the lab discussion um, and show the lab demo and show the procedure, how to collect the data, how to do the lab. And what we did is um, we, we gave students um, some pre-collected lab, um, some pre-collected data from the lab and student has to write lab report and do data analysis based on the data. Mm -hmm. So that's what we did uh, for, the, for GenCam. In this coming quarter, the fourth quarter, we will be doing a very similar thing for GenCam. But for um, upper divisional um, general uh, for upper divisional labs, there are certain labs um, we are we you know certain labs that that's um, that's very safe. Um, there is no um, uh, safety issue, and in some labs we actually ship some a, a simple um, lab component to to students, and students can do labs and safe labs at, at home. And only a few labs of, uh, meet that kind of requirement, but that's only for some upper divisional um, courses. Okay. How did that work out with the um, with the Gen uh, the Gen Chem 142 doing the labs that way? Did you feel like it was um, did the student did you you and the students kind of adjust to that way? It was very hard because chemistry is a lab subject, right? It's not lab-based subject. Mm -hmm. It was very hard, but given the circumstances, that was the best we can do. I think some students you know, appreciate the effort we put together um, to, to manage the lab because, you know, again, we have to abandon everything we 
planned and that uh, the lab procedure and TA training and lab training is completely new and we have to um, plan those things in the last minute. Um, it, you know, this is definitely not ideal, but student, at least student get, get to see, you know, what lab is, um, how, lab, um, how labs are, are conducted. I think that lab skills can come and as when we open, you know, when, when campus is completely open and student can quickly gain lab skills. Um, but we make sure that student um, during this challenging time, students still have opportunity to gain data analysis skill, uh, um, lab reporting skills, and those are actually um, as essential as you know the the the, the, tr the lab skills they uh, they missed. But those will come when uh, um, when the when we open completely. Because there are other lab courses, you know, as they proceed in in chemistry um, degree program. Okay, great. That sounds like you adapted very well. Um, that was hard. <laughs> yeah, it does sound challenging. It's challenging. <laughs> Definitely. Um, a lot of students come to the University of Washington to work with professors on research. Do you have any tips um, on how students can connect to professors during this time? Um, where they can't really be in person to participate in research? Yeah, um, so um, this is actually a great question. And we, um, just to give you uh, an example, this summer, um, every summer we'll have a lot of um, uh, REU students, um, uh, research undergraduate students from all um, places um, like you know, California, Chicago, um, all over the country. Um, but this is a challenging quarter because everything is online. But a um, lot of research program, including my own research program, has a um, a, a lot of uh, computational um, aspects. Um, so my own research program program is 100% computational or theoretical. So basically, we do everything, um, you know, on computers. So we do computation and simulations of the chemical reactions. We use computer to study um, materials problems or uh, materials properties and or design new materials. Um, those are definitely doable. And I, in fact, this is ideal um, research programs in, the, in, the, in this crazy time. Um, so we end up hosting a lot of RU students um, in, the, in, in the computational research programs. Um, I have three RU students this summer with me. And original couple of them were assigned to to um, experimental groups, but since some of the experiment since the experiments can cannot be done, so they switched to research programs uh, um, that focus on computation. So um, there are a lot of programs uh, on campus, you know, throughout chemistry, physics, material science, and electrical engineering. Um, they all have programs that focus on computational and theoretical, and the students. For those who um, are interested in doing research, and those are the good pro those are programs to think about during this time, um, where the labs are not mostly open. Um, even even if students are interested in joining um, experimental group, there are still uh, opportunity to do theoretical computational work in, in experimental groups. And we have a lot of collaborations with experimental groups, and we help their students. Um, help that student establish the background in computational research. Great, sounds very good. It looks like we are running out of time. 
um, unfortunately. Uh, before we go, is there anything you would like for students to know as they prepare for the online autumn quarter that we didn't talk about yet? Um, I said this at the end of my um, spring quarter class, and I um, this is a crazy time, challenging time, and I am just be resilient, um, be hopeful. You're not alone. I think the best way to get through is to, to help each other and support each other and be, be resilient. Well, I think that is a great note to end on. Thank you, Dr. Lee, for being with us today and for sharing your valuable insights about managing the remote quarter. It was really informative and helpful. Thank you for having me. As you prepare for the upcoming Mostly Online Autumn Quarter, we want you to know that there are many great resources that are here virtually at the University of Washington to support you, including professors like Dr. Lee. If you are not sure where or how to connect, you can always reach out to us at Circle and we can help. In addition to reaching out for support, there are other ways to encourage your success during the online quarter. As Dr. Lee mentioned, some of these are developing an efficient schedule and sticking with it, reaching out to your teaching assistants and or professors when you have questions and addressing them appropriately and connecting with and supporting your fellow students. Thanks everyone for listening today. If you would like to connect with us at Circle, you can email us at uwcircle at uw.edu. You can stop by our weekly Zoom Circle Chats or join any of our other scheduled activities. We look forward to seeing you. That's all for now. Stay tuned for our next podcast so that you can stay in the loop. Thank you.